Welcome to episode 91 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and just all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Prime. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about the Henry Cavill news, we're talking about The Rock being... Oh, I don't know. Let down by the Black Adam world, I guess. Um, he's, he, he, he made his bed, I guess. Uh, we also talk about a 2016 film called Better Watch Out, which is kind of like creepy Home Alone. Um, yeah, that and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Head over to iTunes, head over to Spotify, rate, review, like, subscribe, do all of those good things that really help us out. Tell a friend about The Endless Stream. The Endless Stream rolls on. Also, you can head over to Instagram at The Endless Cast, where we put up art and clips to go with each episode. And that's a great place to send us a comment, send us a direct message, suggest something for us to watch, send a difference of opinion. If you thought Better Watch Out was garbage, let us know. If you think Better Watch Out was amazing, let us know. You can also send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All that being said... Let's get into the Aiden's, episode. Aiden's had a show last night in the Pierce Theatre, which I've never been to before in Dublin, and it was lovely. It was BYOB, um, and it was a Christmas bonanza. It was very good. It was an extravagant You have the panto bonanza. in the future, in your future, Aiden. Ooh. Um, that, Would you do the panto? Would I do the panto? Yeah. Yes. I was thinking about don't. that recently. Huh? Did you say don't? Don't. Don't. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that recently because the minute you start doing any of this shit, you're like opening the little bucket doors to like what? What is your barrier? Like, what would you do? You know what I mean? Yeah, or what wouldn't you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a very funny show. We had Robbie Wilde, we had Falmouth Joe, we had Madeline Munford, we had Blind Burke, and we had a sketch group called Jaguar, and they were class. And we did our shit as well. Bag the bag of cats. Um, Bagger Cats group on Instagram for all those interested. Hire them for your kids' birthday party. <laughs> God, that that show. I'll talk about it with you later because recapping improv on a podcast is nonsense. But like that went, no, it was very funny, but it went haywire. <laughs> it went absolutely haywire, and poor Aiden did his very best to to bring them back into safer territory. Yeah, and they did their very best to undermine to every attempt that. to do yes. that. Yes, um, but that was uh, at least that was very obvious for for me. I think for sure. I think it was obvious for everybody that I, like I think I was yeah. the conscience of the stage trying to yeah. Like I thought once we got back to the core scene with I thought Sharon was going to help me out, and I said we should yeah. we should try and build a brighter, happier, more inclusive future. She went fuck that. I was like oh yeah, I'm trying yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible, but it was good fun. All in jest, all in jest. Um, as comedy is. How was your week? Um, what did you get up to? My week, my week was interesting. I went to a Jameson event on Monday night. Oh, very nice. Oh, you showed me the little uh, flask. Did you get that at that, or did you? No, no, no. I got that last year when I did the the commercial for them. Um, I got that last year. Lovely little thing, like a very like it is beautiful, isn't it? Any any sort of like gorgeous gifty hip flasks I've seen people get are always like, you know. Especially when you're like, buy a bottle of wine, get a hip flask, or buy a bottle of wine, get a hip flask. Mm. They're always, you know, lightweight, tchotchke souvenirs. Oh, dude, shit. no, this, this is. So this came, this came in like a, a chest with like a special bottle of 
whiskey and a few little bits and pieces and then this hip flask came in a box and we opened up the box like it, it provided the uh, the name of the person who put the letter on it and all that kind of yeah. stuff you know it's it's like super super nice it's, it's a gold hip flask with a letter bound on it it's beautiful though um it was byob and i just brought a little bit of whiskey and coke actually i, uh, I didn't drink all of it but I had a little bit of it. I had some beers as well. I had like one or two beers. But uh, it is beautiful. It hit fast though. It's really cool. It's the first time I actually brought it out. Because I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. You know, the little teeter. It's cold. I'm going to have a little whiskey. It's great. Lovely <laughs> It thing. was awesome. Lovely thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so great. Yeah. I went in the Pier Centre. Never been there before. Fucking awesome. Cool little place. Nice little space, isn't it? Um, there's a group called Autocorrupt that do monthly shows in there. And uh, we sent them a message when we were looking for a venue going, would you be okay if we like overlapped and they do a monthly show at autocorrect on instagram and what are they improv as well yeah yeah they they bring together a little um so they do their own show but they also then like do break themselves into subsets and do little 10 minute things and they invite guests and stuff so they're a nice um nice platform oh, for att- improv we should attend sometime um should i, I think they're great um and it's as i say it's a nice spot and byob is fun um yeah, it's one of those things where it's like Ireland has some weird buildings because everything's so fucking old. Like everything would have been a house at some point. But you basically yeah, walk through this old, what would you say, Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, one of those old royals. Yep. You walk through the, up the front steps, through the house, in the back garden, down the end where which would probably have been a, you know, stable house type of job that they've converted to a theatre. Mini theatre. It's great. It's great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is really nice. Um, I don't know if you saw it, because uh, Emer and I, um, basically it was my fault, I read the bus things wrong, but uh, we got dropped off in the wrong area, so we had to do a bit of a loop and walk back, but we were walking just outside the theatre, I don't know if you saw the lads, they were like, I think there were bouncers on the door somewhere, definitely security, but they had two massive, massive dogs with them, huge dogs, wow. like, kind of, I don't know what they were, some sort of massives or something, and then one of them looked like a massive bloodhound. I don't know what it was, but they were just those. They were massive. I thought at first it was like a Christmas decoration or prop, you know. Mm-hmm. I was walking past the thing. It was huge. And it was just like, nope, that's it. That's a dog. It was sitting down. It was probably like up to my, like above my hip. If it was sitting down, you know, it was massive. It was just two seconds up the road from the Pierce Center. So where was that? That was... I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I was trying to work out. It might have been a bit of offices or something. No, no. Okay. Further on. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting though. Yeah. So you, you went to this Jameson event. Oh that? yeah, sorry, completely sidetracked. No, I sidetracked. Uh, so yeah. Jamie Jameson invited us down. So since I did the the ad for them, they've they've invited me to take part in a few events and a few other kind of like stuff for them. Um I couldn't take part in the last one, uh, which was a pity because uh uh, I was. I had some cool ideas and stuff, but uh, couldn't take part in the last one. Um, I was in Brazil, but uh, this time it was just this time I didn't have to do anything. I just had to show up, so it was grand. Just went there. It was a wee gig. Uh, Maverick Saber oh. uh, did one song, and um, the composer De- Dahi, I think his name yeah, is. He's yeah. from Galway. He's great. Uh, he he was on stage doing a set, and then Mar- Maverick Saber came on and did a song with him, uh, and they had like four kind of different cocktails available: whiskey cocktails. And uh, one of them was a kind of like a black barrel maple old fashioned, and then the other one was like some Jameson strawberry fields cocktail, which was delicious. I never had uh, I never had it before, and I actually decided to go for that uh, a second time. 
It was really, really good. But yeah, that was it. Monday night, pretty chill. Uh, good gig. Got home around 10. It was fun. That's awesome. And was it, it was Christmassy as all hell, was it? Um, not particularly. I think it was more of a, it felt like there was more of a, you know, plus, uh, like kind of like a regular party vibe. Okay. Wasn't particularly Christmas. He was in the workman's. It was downstairs in the workman's. Oh right, okay. Um, but it was fine. It was fine. It was really good. They had like thing, a nice little down there and stuff. It was cool. But um, yeah, that was Monday night. I don't think I did anything else this week in the evenings, to be honest. Um, no, no, I did not. I did watch a healthy slathering of uh, some Christmas stuff. Very good. Um, I, I watched. Remember. I watched a chunk of Spirited again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I again. I don't think I watched a huge amount of stuff because I've I've been busy. It's my this week was uh, finishing up work, so I needed to make sure everything was um, squared away. So I'm off for the week and um, won't be back till the new year, which is great, great relief. Um, Amazing. And then trying to get that show ready for Friday. Um, like you saw all the cardboard boxes wrapped up like that took a while um, and me just overthinking things um, as you do you need you need an assistant Pat uh, you honestly got to do uh, yeah but it also needs to be revenue generating to warrant uh, I know I know I know an assistant but you could do it would yeah um, it's great crack um, I don't know we've got another we're doing another thing in Bewley's on Monday like half of us did this course um, and it's culminating in a showcase in Bewley's on Grafton Street, which is going to be great fun as well. Wow, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't what, quite realise it was a little What time in there. is that? Monday, December 19th, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock is the time on the Eventbrite. So, Cavill News. Uh, I mean, I think the world knows at this point, and it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Henry Cavill is back as Superman. And he's gone. And he's gone. And he's not going to be Superman was, moving forward. It was like a commercial for Silip Bang. Yeah. Bang! And the dirt is gone. Um, poor old, poor old Cavill. But uh, here, not for nothing. But I'm going to treat myself this Christmas. And you're going to watch the four-hour Snyder Cut of the Justice League here? No, I'd rather rip my face off. Um, I'm going to treat myself this Christmas and I might get some, you know, speculation books. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The less said about that, the better, yeah? Yeah. You shut up, Aiden. Keep your filthy mouth shut. So what he's suggesting is he has an idea of what's coming down the pipeline through the, the DC cinematic universe and you want to buy some first appearances and stuff just to... Have them before some celebrity plays, whoever the hell. Well, not necessarily DC because I don't want to drive people in that direction and make it harder for you to buy them. No, because uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying DC books. Man. Do you know what I wish I did six months ago when I was looking at it and what? asking you if I should do it? Buy the full run of the Blue Beetle for a hundred quid on eBay. The Blue Devil, Blue Beetle as well. Oh, where are you? The ten, the ten cord Blue Beetle, huh? Well, you should, you could still do it. I'm curious to see if the price is massive compared to when I last looked at it. Um, quite often not. This that that market moves slowly, man. Sometimes it moves real slowly, ebbs and flows. Ebbs and well, maybe flows. I'll Christmas gift myself. 
Yeah, I think you should, Aiden. Mm. I think you're a really special guy. Aww. You deserve the world. Um. So, so what I was going to say was, you know, let's. I'll give you my speculation on this, and I know it's wrong, but um, this is on, this is my idle reckoning. Um, and I'm not sure if we've said it before, but like. We've been talking about Cavill, whether or not he'd play Sentry, Hyperion, Captain Britain, somebody in the Marvel world. It felt like he was in talks with Marvel, but then there was the talk, rumours of talks with DC to come back as Superman. Dwayne The Rock Johnson kept sort of suggesting it was possible, and that was all hype building for the cameo, and he got to announce he was back. Um, I would say that as tough as the negotiations were around that film, a lot of it will be Cavill going, I have X lined up in my schedule. I'm making enough money and have enough clout to self-direct or to produce or move towards things I want to do. You're going to have to make this worthwhile because you've been stringing me along as Superman for a decade at this point. He's had one standalone film and it hasn't really served the character development at all. I would reckon, and this is a this is a big guess i would say it was i've only ever heard these referred to as pay or play deals where you know you either play the character in the movie that gets made or you get paid for your time even considering it so i would reckon he just got a chunk of cash for being contracted yeah for sure because he it seems pretty amicable in the sense of what they posted so i'd imagine he's just like i don't get to play this character but i got paid for playing that character i I would say there was a you know listen you're trying to sign me on here. You have no clear direction for this cinematic universe. You have no script for a Superman movie. You have no plan for a release date for a Superman movie. If you want me to sign on and contract myself to being this character, I get my salary one way or another. And mm. then they brought in James Gunn, is my understanding, and he was given into this new role where he has sort of creative control over the direction of the universe, which is great. To have, mm-hmm. like, as much as... I know Brian doesn't like James Gunn. I've been kind of won over to him over the last year and a half because uh, I really I, enjoyed I, Peacemaker. I, can't, I don't really know what movies of James Gunn's I don't like, I guess. Um, just in the sense of, like, I, I like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, yeah, scruff shits like, on that. Was, I really enjoyed that. I thought, Yeah, I thought it was a good... Um, how do you say it? Was a good, it's a good sequel. And, like, kind of, like... I don't know, like, that that end stuff with Groot and, and, and Rocket Raccoon and all that kind of stuff as they're flying around, mm-hmm. I kind of give people jetpacks and I enjoy that stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know? The, um... Yeah, I mean, yeah. It felt to me, especially, like, the weird kitschy shots of Kurt Russell on top of spaceships, like, it felt like a... It felt like an episode of Star Trek, the original series in places, you know? It had this sort of, like, 60s on a soundstage vibe in a good way. Yes, it was it, like it was fun. I I enjoyed it. Um, so he so James Gunn. Sorry, James Gunn has twenty director uh, credits. Right, and three of them are Guardians, uh, Slither, Peacemaker, Peacemaker, yeah, uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad, movie fifth forty three. But yeah, that's okay. That's, that was only a segment. Yeah, uh, he sees Super is a fucking awesome movie. I did not know James Gunn did that, yeah. and that is awesome. I saw it once, and I I was um, I didn't like. Slitter is fun. Huh? Slitter's fun, yeah, but... You, you oh, it, it's like, just... Um, there's a bit of cruelty to it that I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't like cruelty. Um, I know that, yeah. Uh, and he enjoys body horror in a way that I don't particularly, but... Um, 
uh, he enjoys it in a kind of uh, he enjoys it in the way almost I do in the sense of it's so extreme kitschy kitschy B movie shite yeah well it's like someone in that movie gets shot in the face in such an upsetting way I know it is that was very sad yeah. but that's also just sad but that was also a tragic scene it, uh, that was also a tragic scene you yeah. know what I mean yeah um, so it did the job but uh, here look kind of Peacemaker phenomenal mm. you know that show that show uh, that show is better than the character is in that movie and the character in that movie is two-dimensional and stiff yeah, yeah they didn't quite know what to do with it i think they figured out what to do with him while making suicide squad and mm. that then they went off to the peacemaker show maybe i'm wrong maybe they're better at planning than i give them credit for except that what i was getting to was i think the reason it took too lo- so long to tell us that cavill was out as superman was they had that pay or play deal and they had to go okay yeah. all right we're, we're, are we prepared to lose Am money? Am I this? prepared yeah. to pay him out because we're not going to go forward with him? You know, that I think that took some thought. And I don't think he'll give a fuck. I think he's got the best of both worlds. I think he's got paid and I think he'll head over to Marvel and he'll play Hyperion or he'll play, you know, Captain Britain or he'll play... Do, do you think he'll play Captain Britain though? I don't know I if don't that one's... I would. I don't think he would. I don't think that one's on the, on the slate as a... Possible characters because I think Sentry is there's rumors that Sentry could be the villain for Thunderbolts. Okay. Uh, and like, kind of, I could totally see him doing evil Superman. You yeah, know, sen- I mean, sense. maybe I'm misreading Sentry, and I had like I read the original run of Sentry. Do you remember that origin story for him? Uh, oh God, what 2002? I want to say. Seems I think so. Back then, do you remember how 2002, that happened? 2003 when J Lee when mimetic. Um, like yes, it was a little, yeah. it was a little, it was a real like, oh, what would you call it? Like it's a PR stunt. It was, yeah, like the, but it was a good one. It was a good one. It was I kind of, one. I kind of feel like that's what they're trying, trying to capture light in a bottle twice, and they're trying to do that stuff with uh, Miracle Man. Right. They seem to have him on a lot of covers of a lot of books going everywhere. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Sentry was in everything when he came out. He was in everything. Well, the the so for those that don't know this, I think I'm right. I think it was in Wizard Magazine. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. There was an interview and a story around this, like, character that Marvel had done nothing with for 30 years, but was really? a... Uh, was a Golden Age character... That had been forgotten about. That that like, that um, that Kirby had drawn originally. That was in a Fantastic Four issue. That was, um, you know, knocking around with Captain America. That, that that he was there, but they kind of abandoned him and let him fall through the cracks. And he was a sort of '50s '60s answer to Superman. And so they like dug out all this like old artwork of him, and you know they they tried to find a way to fold him back into the universe as this sort of like character that Reed Richards had mind wiped into living a, a a normal life because if i remember right his superpowers like he gets the more powerful he gets the more like there's a there's a he's like a polar opposites type of thing as powerful as he is this anti energy form um builds power as well so you have him doing all the good in the world he can possibly do but at the same time there's this negative charge building that they have to fight back 
and they figured out that mm. the way to get rid of him was to to remove Sentry himself from the equation, remove his powers, cancels out the other guy. Mm. Um, do you remember that then? So the article was in Wizard. It was like we found his stuff in an attic and. No, I don't remember that at all. I, I thought Sentry was a... I thought Sentry... My, my impression of Sentry was that he was like this Golden Age hero, as you said. Uh, but it was all lore built by... I can't remember. I know Jay Lee is credited with creating him. And there's another there's another person credited with creating him. I think Jay Lee is the artist, isn't it? But, um, but that Sentry had always existed in the background of the Marvel Universe and had kind of stepped in when everybody else failed and was like the ultimate power type of thing like um, but then kind of as you said yeah there was kind of like a double-edged mm. sword to him you know uh, and that's when he came that's, that's when or that's what the story was built on but I don't I don't know any I don't know anything about the wizard article to be honest well that's what I'm saying to you that's why I'm calling it a sort of mimetic like it was a meme it's a publicity stunt it's a mm. It's one of these things that ah. was early days of the internet, 2002-ish, yep. not quite the same social media or whatever. And they could kind yeah, sorry, he actually came out in 2000. He actually came out in 2000. They, mm. they, they hyped him My and apologies. they built this story and they built this lore yeah. around it and you were like, oh my God, we found this like archaeological fucking character and they're doing great stuff yeah. with him and he's yeah. been there and how did we miss this? Um, oh, it was like a Blair Witch. They built the lore before. Yeah, they, uh, ah. they gaslighted us into buying a comic. I think centuries of viable uh, role for Cavill to play, I guess. Um, Hyperion too, you know. Um, Squadron Supreme. I'd imagine the Squadron Supreme will be, again, introduced like villains, but will turn good. Do you think that Cavill is in danger of falling into the same category as The Rock, where we talk about the idea that he's so focused on franchises that he's not actually making good movies? Like, Cavill is a, is a product, he's a brand at this point that is being pushed and marketed and, and built for. We saw The Rock posting the picture from the new Christmas movie that they're releasing next year, and he refers to it as our, he says, um, hard at work on our new holiday franchise. And it's like, you haven't released one movie. It's not a franchise. You know? I know. It's like, yeah. I think that thinking hurts The Rock. Now, maybe The Rock doesn't give a fuck beyond his bank balance and his lifestyle and his family's security and whatever the hell. But like, We've talked about this a bunch at this point. If that's the thinking, it's like, can you stop thinking that and start thinking, I want to make a good movie, and then if it warrants a sequel, if it's received well? I mean, right, can I be honest with you? I, I would imagine a certain, like, and I think this is, I think it to be realistic to a degree about this kind of stuff, like, but, like, The Rock is not getting any younger, right? Mm. So if he can cash in on a massive franchise and make it a thing, like... He's the Rock must be in his late forties at this stage. I would argue that man is fifty-five. But see, this is what I'm trying to say: is uh, it's basically like I don't really blame him for trying to get their franchise 50. because fifty, yeah, it's the late forties, fifties, yeah. Uh, but I, I just think like, uh, like do, do you know what I mean? Like realistically, as a businessman, he has to he has to stay in favor. Mm-hmm. He's getting older. He's not as capable of doing what he used to do, you know, as in like, you know, human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like kind of like, it's not that his shelf life is getting shorter, but it's like, I do understand from maybe a business point of view and trying to stay relevant. He's desperate to start any old franchise and just get it off the ground and like get it like a hype, hype machine, you know, mm-hmm. like he wants, he wants, he wants superhero movies that have the same kind of, uh, 
the way Tom Holland is doing Spider-Man. You know what I mean? He wants to be... And Robert Downey Jr. did Iron Man. It's like he wants, he wants that. You know, he wants to just be iconic and be able to, you know, I'm sure make money off of that for the next 10 years before he reaches 60. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but the thing is, for every Iron Man that Robert Downey Jr. does, there's a Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac's great. You know what I mean? Zodiac like, is fucking great. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with Robert Downey Jr., you know? like For every Black Adams, there's a Facet of Furious 15 <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm, Pain and Gain. I never actually watched Pain and Gain. It's fine. It's fine. It's best best actor in the MCU. Who do you think? Best actor in the MCU. Best I'm sure actor. Before. You know, and not not including like say villains and stuff. Like you know, do you, you, talk, you want just you want to like, be just just the Avengers? Like, yeah, essentially Avengers slash you know, like if you know Oscar Isaac could be one of the best actors in it for sure. Oh, hundred percent. I think Anthony Mackie has mad acting skills. I've seen him in loads of stuff where I'm literally blown away by his performances. Like he's he's he is very good. Um, best. Actor. I think he's great. I saw him do a, a, a episode of a show called Singles, where it's just basically one person kind of in a room talking to themselves, essentially. And uh, he's he's doing he's basically playing some sort of I can't remember millionaire that is replacing himself with a robot. So he because he's dying terminally or something like that. So he wants to so his family don't lose. He wants to replace himself with an exact copy robot or something like that. But it's him going through the motions of it, and it's really fucking good. Like it's insane. Yeah, I I see. Best actor in the, in the MCU. I'm pulling up a list here, and it's like there's so many, and there's so many that fall into like. But obviously, likes of Anthony Hopkins, and you well, know, I was, going, um, I was going to say like Anthony Hopkins, astounding actor. Ian McKellen and uh, what do you call her, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. But you see, we yeah. we're saying that because we've seen the body of work beyond the superhero franchise. But that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like I'm trying, I wouldn't have included essentially Kate Blanchett and um, Anthony Hopkins because they're, uh, you know, Odin and well, then, H- then big six, what is it? like the big six of it. If we're saying Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, I suppose Scarlett. Suppose Scarlett's one of the best there, really, isn't she? I think, I think I'm, I'm going to go the other fucking way because I think. Scarlett's amazing. We've seen her do a broad body of work since she was yeah. fourteen, younger. Like yeah, Voice she's Whisperer. yeah. Chris Evans again, comedy and drama, um, and like he has grown but, and grown. And I remember seeing him in Sunshine, thinking this guy is getting and he was pretty great status, or but he's yeah. got something here. Is really good. I really he was from. he was great in Knives Out. Amazing in Knives Out. Um, yeah, Ruffalo. Has proven his 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 skill set. Downey Junior. One hundred percent. Who am I missing? Chris Hemsworth is just I more think or less torn. He's the weakest. Yeah, and it's um, and then Anthony Mack has a has a great uh, portfolio behind him as well. You know, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, and um, Hawkeye. What's his name? Jeremy Rayner. Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah, I mean, Renner's had one or two good 
I think, yeah, I think I think I think Scarlet's probably one of the stronger ones there for sure. I think the top three are going to be Scarlet, Ruffalo, and RDJ for for the top yeah. six, just yeah. based on like the body of work. I think Evans will catch up. Renner Samuel Jackson has obviously a huge thing yeah. behind him, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good, like obviously there's a lot of great actors in the MCU. Well, that's the, that's um, the thing. Yeah, you really can't. When you say who's the best in the fucking Marvel universe, it's like I think they just cast huge. Like I don't think there's who's your yeah, favorite. It's so actor? funny, man. Who's my favorite actor in in the like, say, um, MCU? Like in, like thinking of the other work who, they've done. And... Oh, that's a good question. Who do I enjoy seeing the most? Um. I think I'm, hmm. I'm most in awe of like Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah. Um, Josh Brolin. Very good. Actor. He's he's in really good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty phenomenal. Um, Kate Blanchett is very good though. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, Elizabeth Alton also. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard to say. It is hard to say. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Man, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man, uh, Zodiac. Um, what's that really fucking good one? Uh, it's um, Anton Yelchkin is in it. It's like Charlie something. It's Charlie very Martin. very good. Yeah, 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 brilliant one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, due date. Downey's pretty good. Yeah, I think, and it, I think it's just the, the gamut of stuff, and like even when he's kind of like you know that's. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's still great. Um, yeah, my um, my muscle going off of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang uh, a lot because it's probably one of the better, one of my preferred movies. I think it's a Christmas movie. Tis well, it's Shane Black. I'm gonna watch that. He likes that. Yeah, stuff very Christmas. good. Val Kilmer. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one, folks. Yeah, I just Perry White. It, it felt like the return of. Uh, Kilmer, that one was like a, a a comeback film for him to have a great role in a fun film, and poor fucker got sick after that. Yeah, poor old, poor old Val for sure. Um, oh, um, Scanner Darkly is great, and um, like weird, well, but like it's it's a it's a it's a great journey. I'm not recommending it as like gonna you're gonna have a great time with it, but it's fun. I've never seen it's kind of darkly. Um, what the call it put me off big time. Keanu Reeves. Uh, no. Rotoscoping. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of it, man. Yeah. I find it very hard to watch. It's fair. Like, I didn't like it in the opening of the Guardians Christmas special. No. Um, no, not But a it's fan. just, it's kind of a, it's a, it's an experience of a movie kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, but that came out in what? 2006. Like, six. Yeah. I was 18. Yeah. Um, but basically what I'm getting at is 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 Cavill and The Rock are kind of entering this sort of like brand area and it's like I saw when it was Rock got not been Tulsa that, King Stallone's got that Tulsa King show coming out and like he's kind of fucked himself in his like muscle man kind of role and long term you know and like you kind of want I kind of want these people to grow in the way that McConaughey, like it can be contrived and business minded, but McConaughey very clearly went, "I'm making rom coms because I can while I'm this age, and I'll make a shit ton of money." And then at a certain point, he went, "Okay, and now back to 
solid Acting. projects that I care about, you know? Yep, yep. And I, um, I'm worried that, I say I worry, but like, I think, you know, I feel like The Rock and, and Cavill have that in them, but I keep waiting for Cavill to have that moment where he's doing anything other than sort of looking good on screen. But when did, when, like, think about The Rock for a second, right? Jumanji, Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we've talked about uh, The Rock too much. Rock and Marvel is what this whole podcast is. Uh, yeah, but uh, but no, I was gonna say what I was gonna say is like Rock has always done franchises. He's always done them. Yeah, the, but the, there was a minute when he didn't have that clout or that social media backing behind him, where he was coming yeah. out of the the WWE and was trying to find yeah. where he lived yeah. in that area. Yeah, so g- like I know, I guess Short is a great one. I know this. I know this fucking path for the guy to a degree. I've, I've watched it since he was the WWE guy. Like. And it, it will be a it'd be a Schwarzenegger path as well, where it's like, you know, yeah. this is the movie where he's hired muscle, which was be cool. Um, yeah, he had a he had a good oh, be cool. That was it. He had a good um, uh, character arc with that guy. You liked him, you know, but he was still the, like the hired muscle. Um, I wasn't mad on Walking Tall. The rundown was fun, but again, oh, I love Walking Tall. But I'm I'm very I'm a basic bitch. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think much of it. I, I thought it was a, just a bit. Also, it's about like it's kind of based on a real guy, and it's like I don't like the sort of American fucking propaganda of yeah. a guy showing up with a two by four and beating the shit out of drug addicts. Like it's a bit. I get that, but um, but uh, I I have to admit, like I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's fair. So I can't say shit. Um, so he he had the phase where he like. He definitely like lost a lot of ma- like he slimmed down for that Doom movie. Much was made of that, where mm-hmm. he was like, "If I'm going to be a leading man in in contemporary cinema, I've got to be more normal sized." And you know, then Doom and Southland Tales, and like Race to Witch Mountain and that sort of stuff. I think the turning point for him is Tooth Fairy in 2010. And I know that that's a weird thought, but I... He's like, I'm not doing that shit again. No, I think that's when he went, if I make kids love me now, you know, an eight-year-old in 2010 is in their 20s now and thinks The Rock is fucking amazing. Yeah, fair. Do you know what I mean? I I think it's long-term brand building. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I understand that. It's Fast Five the year later. 2011 where he starts going oh i'm a franchise guy and then he just starts getting bigger and like leaning into the leaning into the muscle of it all and the scale you know being being the fucking like when people when he showed up in the rock we were like okay or sorry in um fast five he had put on so much size it was ludicrous yeah also don't forget he tried to do gi joe like the guy is not unfamiliar with big franchises. He's but, tried to crack them before. But So, I don't know who orchestrated, who planned it, or if it was a complete fucking accident, but coming off of those films where he was sort of leaner, going into Fast Five with the mindset of just getting huge, and the, the publicity stunt that was bringing The Rock into that, and the, the way those stunts scaled up for that movie like fast five is a turning point for that franchise that's when it became Mm -hmm. the thing that it is now 
going into G.I. Joe Retaliation, his hype machine thing, his marketing thing really kicked off where he started marketing himself as the guy they bring was, in to reinvigorate franchises. Was Joel Kinahan in that, was he? Joel Kinahan? Um, I, I can't remember. I saw If I saw it, I saw it once, and I think they killed him off very quickly. I didn't see it at all. Um, Channing uh, Tatum? He's tried. Like, they kept a few people from yeah. the first... They kept a few people from the first G.I. Joe movie, but it was really like the Transformers movie as well, where they cleared out a lot of people, and they had Bruce Willis, and they just was like, okay, let's kill all these people off quickly and get on to... Um, trying to build a new direction and that's where he's really started marketing himself as the I'm the guy that re-revitalizes franchises I am the franchise machine mm. I am this guy. I like that that's mm. you're listening to the rock cast um let's move on from the rock yeah he's uh, is is black adam going to get a sequel who knows no. we honest god don't know I know it's not it's not He's, he's talked a big game, but this is the thing. This is why I say he needs to stop talking about fucking the scale of franchise because you only get so much leeway when you're full of shit. That being said, he probably said the same thing about fucking uh, Rampage where there's the giant fucking gorilla and fucking San Andreas. Yeah, yeah that's insane, man. Anyways, yeah, he'll, he'll eventually probably uh, go to the MCU and be somebody. But um, till then... But he'll he'll come in insisting that he's the most powerful person in the MCU. You know? Nah. Do you think the MCU gonna fuck up the Rock? Nah. If if the MCU bring in the Rock, he's he had better be like a Shield agent. You know what I mean? Who who's like the Martin Freeman role? You know? Yeah. Be there, be cool, but like let's not make him yeah. the fucking whole story. You know? Yeah, or as like essentially, if he's going to be somebody, he has to be. I I would imagine, right? Just say if for say if it was me, right? And I was a rock, and I had fucked up when not with Black Adam all that bullshit. But I would be like, okay, if Marvel came sniffing around, I'll be. I would say like, okay, I want to be a villain. I want to be killed off, mm-hmm. and I want to like basically, I want to kind of affect the MCU in the sense of like, you know, he kills Iron Man. Do you know that you don't? Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as in like to have an impact like that. That's like it's big enough, but like he gets in and out. Yeah, I'm also kind of sick of that with villains as well, you know, like because Christian Bale was such a good villain who wasted. That's a weak movie, yeah. Wasted. Oh, let's 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 move on. Let's talk about. Do you want to know a great like hate yourself evening of watching cinema? Yeah, go on. San Andreas followed by Rampage followed by Skyscraper. I mean, I've probably done it. Those are three. Like I just can't do it anymore. Movies like that is. Oof. I know. Just noise, you know. Just who cares? Who cares? If you really want to, a uh, real hate yourself, even watch Walk and Tall, followed by its sequel starring Kevin Zorbo. Oh, I'm aware of that. I didn't want to bring it up, and I probably. Probably there's probably some third one, uh, so yeah, the Walking Tall trilogy oh, that would be a that'd be a God. hoot and a holler. Fucking Red Notice, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, um, let's not turn this into a looking at the Rock's IMBD podcast yeah. and move on. I suggested a movie this week. You did. You watched it. I did. I watched it. Spoilers alert! I guess. Spoiler alert! It's called. 
better watch out. Mm-hmm. Just just because I want to preface this with saying I liked it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch it, better watch out. It's a kind of a Home Alone. I'm not going to give away anything. It's a Home Alone movie uh, with a twist. Um, it's like obviously it's adult Home Alone movie with a twist. But I I recommend checking out. It's a fun movie. Now that being said, we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. Yeah. And what uh, I will do is, but just better watch out. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say we are at X amount of time here. I'm going to take note of that. And when I'm editing the podcast, I'll put a little timestamp in to let you know to jump ahead. Yeah, we should do that kind of stuff more because uh, people are afraid. I know people don't listen because they're afraid of spoilers. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. should we? Should we? Okay. We'll re-examine that in 2023. Yeah, um, I think 2023 know, is going to be the year of the endless steam. Endless stream. We're going to fucking. Dump we're going steam we form. Plans. We had some great guests this year, but we're going to fucking step it up. Oh for yeah, the new we're year. Gonna, we're we're going to try and step it up for the new year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see how many people I can beg to be on the show. Yeah. Maybe some maybe some big hitters. I, there's a few I have in mind that uh, I would love to have on. So we'll see. Mm. Um, the Rock being top of that list. Yeah, I mean that would be um, that'd be a good get. I mean, as we've always said, The Rock is a phenomenal actor with great business sense. He's very attractive, and every movie he makes is amazing. I do like The Rock, though. To be fair, so it's fine. Yeah, I like The Rock, man. I like. Yeah. I like. I like it's the fucking I like great the Jumanji. I like the roller coaster that is The Rock's career, his movies, yep. and whatever. The reason I like I'm so judgmental. Is that I'm like, I think he's got... Because he took a swing at the dramatic stuff and it didn't really fucking... Brian build. is getting in your head. Don't let Brian get in your head. The Rock, until until we know otherwise, is endearing and we like him. What did, what did, what what do you know? Brian, no, until we know otherwise. I don't know anything, but I don't trust anybody in Hollywood. They're all perverts. Aiden's just after putting away his perfect memorabilia. So, um, Better Watch Out is a 2016 movie with Olivia de Jong. De Jong? De Jong? How do I say that? Don't Olivia that, de Jong. Don't ask me. Uh, I think she played Priscilla in the Elvis movie. And, okay. okay. Uh, Levi Miller, who is, um, like, he was in Peter Pan, and he's in uh, the upcoming... Oh, I did see this a minute ago. I... I looked that up. I was uh, I was like, because he was a little like Australian uh, like child actor, and he was jumping into something where I'm like, oh cool, he's 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 working because he's very good in this role. Um, I was um, happy to see upcoming. Where is it? Uh, Craven the Hunter. That's what I was going to say. Um, okay, okay. And, so, and he's in better watch on out. Witch Mountain, which has to be another fucking take on Escape to Witch Mountain, Return to Witch Mountain, Witch Mountain Returns to Escape to Witch Mountain, which The Rock was in. I've never seen any of them. I've never seen any of them. Um, but I was going to say, uh, this, this. so yes, uh, it's a 2017 movie. Um, it's called Better Watch Out. It is a premise of it quickly is Ashley travels to a suburban home of the the learners to babysit their 12 year old son Luke during the holidays she must soon defend herself and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival Um, that's the premise of the movie let's get into it I liked it thought it was very good 
Twisty and Turny was good fun. Uh, yeah. It. Did you like it? Ultimately, yes. It's a good movie. It's good fun. It's a it's a roller coastery type of thing. Um, at Christmas time, at Halloween time, you know, I dislike horror movies intention because I am a soft boy that likes feeling good about myself. Um, That's fine. But um, yeah, it took a minute for me to get into it because, like, they're twelve going on thirteen, and it really felt for a while like a take on like just the baseline toxicity of men who are exposed to the internet and their relationships yep. with women incels and they were awful kids and like even when he's being kind of sweet and like helping her when like this this spider knocking around the fact that there's this like like if i scare her she'll be aroused and if i protect her you know she'll give me sex like it was yeah no it's great so in that awful. sense because like yeah, it's like it's a but the thing observation but, it, the thing is, it's great, you see, because like they're like, like, okay, I'll say that in a moment because it's quite dark. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you're seeing these as just kids, right? Yeah. That are trying to say woo this girl for an example, right? But even at even, but even their motives, their actions, and their thoughts, and their incentives, and all this kind of stuff are incredibly twisted and wrong. Like they're vile kids. So when the twist comes, it's it's like it shouldn't be a surprise to you, essentially, yeah, and because they're horrible kids. It it I yeah I do think maybe I'm overselling it at this point but I'm not yeah this is clever this is clever because like that base scene where you meet them is pure like 1980s like yeah. raunchy comedy you know we're gonna go on a panty raid or whatever the fuck was going on in the fucking 80s in 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 frat house comedies um you know John Hughes type of stuff that's like as much as you want to go that's awful and it shouldn't be in movies it's like that's at least that mindset is a hundred percent there teenage boys are monsters um yeah. whether that's fed into by the films or just teenage boys being horny monsters um uh, no dude like like so this movie both. takes dark turns i was gonna say this movie takes tar- dark turns but the reality of it is right you have two kids like those two boys in that movie uh they have been there has been like you know countless and countless amounts of cases in the past where two young boys have done some heinous stuff like boy a and boy b like this stuff as far out and as crazy as it is isn't as far out and crazy as you think no. it is you know and that's why it's like it being it kind of having that real and kind of thing up front is yes, like mask yeah it's like okay i know this type of movie and then it's like oh but wait yep. this is it really it does paint as like oh this is awful you know, it's it, yeah. it's sort of reminding you that like yeah, that stuff you watched in the eighties was what it was in the eighties, but it's like it, it is awful. You go back and you watch it, like yeah, they're yeah, monsters. it was problematic now for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but, uh, them talking about the Home Alone stuff is a lovely kind of setup for what yeah. comes later. That yeah. like it's like if the Home Alone kid was a fucking psychopath. Yeah, a little fucking creepy, rapey psychopath. Um, it's an insane movie, uh, and then as it escalates and like kind of you know the 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 boy becomes more manic. Uh, I think okay, so basically let's let's let's, let's like kind of step back, you know, step back through the let's beats go back, bit, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so basically, a, a girl comes over to like to, to, to be honest, like even and Imran and I were watching it, like I really enjoyed this movie because it's just it's it, I think it's layered and it's 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 interesting, you know. But even like, uh, 
like the mother and the father don't have a healthy relationship and then when the babysitter comes arrives the father is being completely inappropriate with with the babysitter which is obviously where the son gets his you know uh you know, you know what I mean. Like it's like the, it's like the apple doesn't yeah. fall far from the tree. Yeah. The son is obviously influenced by the father and stuff. Um, Patrick Warburton plays the whatever his yeah, name is Patrick plays Warburton, the father. Yeah, Warburton. I'm always happy to and, see him. Um, he's funny. Yeah, he's great. He's great, and uh, he plays the father. And obviously, the parents go off then on their uh, their night out or whatever. They they they're kind of they, they they kind of resent each other in that kind of sense. They're they're those type of parents, mm. but. Um, they uh, they go off and their holiday or their, their night out and stuff and leave the babysitter and the twelve year old son who fancies the babysitter at home alone, mm-hmm. uh, and the babysitter is getting calls off her partner who she's kind of doesn't want to see. Uh, would you say that's right? Yeah, yeah. I, will, I would say you know there's there's a couple of boyfriends or teenage boys sniffing around the the girl and she's like yeah kind of just fend them off and that's used to sort of like. You know, we're set up to kind of like the boy at the start, and it's you know his his little heartbreak that there's an actual boyfriend and he's so young, you know. Yes. And she's like, "Oh, you're so cute, kiddo," you know, like, and it's yeah. It's so the setup is just the kid wants to impress the, the his girl, babysitter. his babysitter, and she's just a bit older than him. It's like, oh, if we were the same age, I'd date you, kind of like friend zoned or kid zoned or generated out. Um, but it turns into you know somebody turns into like scream somebody's trying to break into the house and they cut the phone lines and um it becomes that sort of survival horror thing you know where there's a invasion a home invasion yes and also uh as the babysitter is meeting the parents and is getting a kind of a tour of the house Mm -hmm. or whatever uh the mother tells the babysitter that the the, their son the 12 year old boy um, is beginning to sleepwalk and stuff so to leave to close his door and leave a pencil kind of uh, resting on the door handle so if he does get up in the middle of the night and stuff like that like that the parents will know that he's out and about because the, the pencil's on the floor yeah yeah and that plays into it later it does It does a bit but it's like it. this is all sort of misdirecty you know um, yeah but it's also layered like that doesn't become a big issue no but like I guess the we've we've said enough about it at this point that we can just say it that like the the two kids stage this home invasion to scare her so that he can save her and, and she'd fall in love with and him. she'd fall in love with him but even the boy's other friend doesn't realize that like no this guy doesn't want to stage a home invasion he wants to do a home invasion and he wants to kill some people and he wants to like yeah, he's, he's a fucking psychopath. Basically, you get the you get the impression that the like I got the impression that the parents kind of like knew he was a psychopath well, or something. That's why I was getting straight to there, which is a lovely little piece of the subtext. As you say, it's layered as well. It's like the mother is telling the babysitter that he is sleepwalking, and she has this moment at the end where she's like, "I know exactly why your mother stopped hugging you," because she twigs it. Yeah. The mother puts that yeah. pencil on the fucking door as much as anything, so she can know whether or not her fucking psychopath son has left his room. It's not yeah. to do with the fucking fact that he might sleepwalk. It's yeah. Yeah. it's a lovely little piece he, of like, I won't say it out loud, but we need to know where this guy is going because something's going on, you know. Yeah, and uh, the, the, so yeah, so the the and his other buddy, his little friend, who was in um, actually the main actor. Uh, how, how do you pronounce her name? Um, Olivia de Jong. Okay. Yeah, Olivia Olivia de Jong. Uh, she and Ed Oxenbold. 
is in this movie as well. He plays the the he plays the son's best friend, uh, Garrett, and Garrett is kind of he's not as psychotic as as and these these are both like obviously people from massive privilege, but he's he's, he's kind not, of he's twelve he's years old and he's. But you know, I'm gonna say he's twelve years old and he's raiding like the the parents' med- medicine and like taking oxycontin and stuff. Like he's yeah. basically just he's twelve years old. He's gonna be one of those rich kids. He's becomes a drug addict. That kind of or affluent kids that become a drug addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's just like like the other kid. He's just a kid. Slips him an oxy to sort of zone him out and get him compliant. Like he's a yeah. kid. He's an idiot. Um, yeah. He's got rubbed up in something, but. And he does. He does basically like he. You feel sorry for him, then you don't. You feel sorry for him, then you don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like that he knows it's wrong and all that kind of stuff. But he's obviously. But again, like you know, uh, the 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 likes of Luke are capable of manipulating plenty of people, not just you know, uh, their parents or whatever. It. What do you do, David? Stay with it me. It was very fun. And very unexpected, mm-hmm. and very twisty, and yeah, the paint can scene. That paint can scene is horrendous, and it's so sad. Grim. Yeah. Did the other boyfriend show up in the end? Yeah. Yeah, he hung around for a while. The other fella. Because mm-hmm. there was Rick in the paint can. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we're trying to avoid spoilers, even though we've given away loads of spoilers. But yeah, yeah, Billy was it a Billy from Stranger Things? Was that who that was? I recognise his head. Yeah, um, yeah, he was in Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, he's so he's another kind of uh, as Aiden said, kind of suitor. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think I said that. But to uh, no, but uh, but I mean like one of the last sniffing around Ashley. But um, yeah, he like it's a uh, it's 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 a great it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a, it's it's not exactly a Christmas movie, but it's set based on Christmas and it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, it was very fucking fun. Yeah, highly recommend. What was the what's the name of the one you had you recommended last Christmas? Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Which, the, the musical zombie. Which we would be, which we would be, will a hundred percent be watching before Christmas Eve or night. Love that movie. Wow. When it comes to killing zombies, I'm the top of my class. When you've been busy hiding, I've been kicking some ass. The best line of defense is attack. You don't like that. You don't like Anna and the Apocalypse, man. Uh, get out. It was, get out it was of a it. bit of fun, but it's like. Pretty, Scrooge Max Scroogerson. It's, it's, it's pretty ropey. Um, Do you know if you lower your standards when it comes to media and entertainment, you enjoy more? I'm the guy that makes that argument. I, you're you are absolutely not the guy. I, I, I am the worst the guy. I know people here. that are like the snootiest motherfuckers, and like Brian's threshold for cinematic joy is so fucking high. Sometimes, like I'm, I'm pure like just enjoy see movies stuff but when we come on here and start discussing them i'm like this is the thing i'll enjoy a movie that's bad i'm not oblivious to what's going on in it though do you know what i mean i watched down in the apocalypse yeah. and i enjoyed it i'm not gonna watch it again it was ropey oh, God, the production I'll, I'll, values I'll the singing was awful great i loved it like it's can't wait it's, to watch it again. it's not that the singing was bad but it's like it's it's clearly like i don't know it's just it's just 
It's a great don't movie. Worry. If anybody wants to watch it, watch it. Yes. Uh, I think a lot of people Brian that don't do Aiden. a lot of singing were singing. And they did fine. Then that's all right. And they did fine, and it's fun. But woof, I'm not watching it. Come to killing zombies, I'm the top of my class. I loved it. Great movie. Hmm. I need a human voice. Um, what else? I finished what we do in the shadows. All four seasons, very good. That have been on Disney Plus, and I absolutely loved it. Cotton Robinson uh, is easily one of my favorite characters, and Lazo, they're great. Um, Lazo, I don't know if you've seen it. If you've seen I don't season know four, if I finished the season. Naja and the nightclub. It's very very funny. Naja is also great. Uh, it's a good. It's 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 a solidly. It's a solid show. It's just it's nice. It keeps up the pace well. Each season was enjoyable as the last. You know, mm. um, uh, I'm not. I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything that like. But uh, I liked how season four ended a lot, and I look forward to more. Um, yeah. So watched. So yeah, season four, excellent. I really enjoy what we do in the shadows. Um, I also Amy and I started watching The Patient with Steve Carell. And Donald Gleason. How is it? Um, yes, I'm enjoying it. Uh, how, what would I say about it? Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think I'd like to watch it. I think save it until it's fully out. Okay. Um, there's four episodes out now, though, if you wanted to get on it. But it, it is good. Like it's, uh, I think Steve Carell is brilliant. Donald Gleason obviously, is excellent. Donald Gleason though, his hair is black. And uh, I find that very off-putting. I think if you're ginger, just don't dye your hair. Okay. Okay. If you have beautiful ginger hair and beautiful ginger eyebrows, and then you go dyeing it looking black, and it's just like, it looks so artificial. But maybe maybe he's meant to because he's so off-putting, you know, that kind of way. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the patient. And watching Willow. I'm still invested in Willow, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm so glad. Like, I'm now... I'm now finished work. I'm going to have some time. I'm taking some time from the gym just to, like, heal up and stuff. Um, not that I need yeah, healing buddy. up, but, like, you know, I, as I said... Rest uh, is important as anything else. Rest is important as anything else. I've done a lot of work over the last mm-hmm. year and a half in year. there. Um, I've got a little niggle in my left elbow that's just going to recover from rest. So I've, I've taken a couple of weeks off here. I'm going to watch some movies um, i'm going to enjoy the season uh, i'm going to dig into willow i was just looking at prime here as well like i, I have yeah watch the movie first again if you haven't watched it and then watch the show oh i know that yeah, movie movie's i great. know that movie inside out and that yeah. movie's amazing and we talked yeah, a little fair. bit about it last yeah. week and like one of the things that was tripping me up on the first two episodes was like everything's just a bit too clean and if you go back and watch willow it's muddy and dirty and there's film grain. yes i know that i know that yeah everything yeah. Everything's yeah. a bit too clean so far in Willow. Um, and, you know, I guess it's sort of the long term of seriousness. But like, you know, when you're making a movie over eight weeks or whatever, as opposed to a series over months and potentially years, um, you can yeah. you can put your actors through a little more in terms of uncomfortable and dirt. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but like, I want to watch. I want to watch Carrie's The Grinch because I haven't watched that in a few years. Um, it's excellent, man. I, I, That's directed by Ron Howard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, it's a phenomenal movie. It's one of those movies that, like, 
you know, they could have relied on more CGI, but they just did it. They built everything. I, so I even don't it's necessarily think they could have in 2001. Well, no, I'm just saying in terms of like, you know, where, where you know, what CGI was doing, yeah. you know. If they had leaned into CGI, years, it would have dated like crazy, yeah. Yes, but, but, but that's what I'm saying though, like they could have, like nowadays they would, they would mm-hmm. lean into CGI more. Yeah. But uh, but that movie doesn't. Is the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio out yet? It is. Yeah, we talked about it briefly yeah. last week. Um, but I want. We I don't think I don't think it came out this week. But I want to watch that. But I might save that for Christmas. No, we we talked about it a bit last week on the podcast. Um, because hmm. myself and Brian had a look at it. Um, did you both watch it? Yeah. Oh. Um, do watch it. It's it. I I landed on. Um. It's not entirely for me. Um, I didn't yeah. enjoy it all that much um, but as an animator it was phenomenally well made and crazy technical achievement there's shots in it and there's characters in it and there's designs in it where it's like it's beautiful it's beautiful and mm-hmm. amazing um, there's there's. I've always said that Del Toro's production design sense and art direction yeah um, that's what I'm watching it for man like the the, the fairy godmother that sort of shows up. I can't remember if it's a fairy godmother in Pinocchio or some spirit, but somebody shows up and makes Jiminy Cricket. It's a fairy godmother. It is a fairy yeah. godmother. It's a fairy godmother, yeah. Um, it's this... I like the Pinocchio story. Emer doesn't, so that's why we've not watched it yet. I'd love to know... Pinocchio like, I have my idea where the influence of the fairy godmother came from, but it's like, it's... You know, the, the sort of... Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And then, and okay. That are just this okay, massive okay. eyes... Yes, yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. But they refer to it as like forest spirits or, or energies that, you know, are in the world but don't generally take notice of humans. But sometimes yeah, if fair. the cry is... They do. Sometimes if the cry is sincere enough or the problem is real enough, they'll lean in. Um, and Del Toro talking about the movie, you know, somebody asked him if it was, you know, can kids watch this movie? And he said, kids can absolutely watch this movie, but it's not a kid's movie. Fair. You know, you talk to your children. Have a have a have like children are more mature, or more capable of understanding things than they get credit for. And he said, just look at what's going on in the world in terms of pandemic, in terms of conflict, in terms yeah, of whatever. That's a good point. Like people are aware of these things, and if you talk to them maturely, you know they understand more than you give them credit for. And watching a movie that isn't you know, necessarily Disney level squeaky clean child friendly is not going to hurt kids. You know, like yeah. the, the movies that we watched that were Disney squeaky clean family films from the fucking 70s and 80s were a little more real than we remember, you know? Yeah. In terms of characters like smoking and drinking and, you know, being human. Yeah, fair. I would be surprised. Can you think of a Disney movie in the last couple of years where this guy having a glass of wine and having a smoke in the middle of it somewhere and being Larry, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair. I think the Ratatouille. I, no. I think the butler wanting to kill the cats in in uh, Aristocats was a, was the was last. a bit boozy. You know what I mean? But that's the sixties, wasn't it? Yeah, Aristocrats. Yeah, that's a long time ago when when smoking wasn't was was definitely not as uh, problematic. I would say. Well, yeah. Um, you know. you know what I mean? Like uh, it was, it was like probably it was. Uh, but that was uh, when that in the sixties, there were probably advertising cigarettes in front of the fucking movie. Well, the, the, yeah, the, but, the um, thought process was always just you know this is a real thing in the world. Why wouldn't we? Why yeah, wouldn't of we course just I know. Yeah, portray it? But then the thought was <laughs> why portray it at all? Because it's influencing people, 
Um, yeah, for sure. Look, look at uh, how many comic books have you read uh, during your childhood versus now where uh, Wolverine is smoking? Yeah. Does he not smoke anymore? He doesn't smoke. I don't think so, no. I haven't seen him smoking in ages. Mm. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, what else? Did I watch anything else this week? Oh, actually, not that I've watched anything else this week, but I do have some Spider-Man news because we had Into the Spider-Verse trailer Oh yeah, come out this week. But that didn't really show that much, did what it? What did you make of that trailer? That's good basically. It didn't really show much. I, I, I don't really remember it, to be honest. Um, he talks to his mum uh and kind of it's 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 it doesn't give a lot does it so i i i i could i could again this is me being over a little a little maybe there's nothing to it i like spider-man 2099 he's definitely a hero mm-hmm. there is a glimpsey moment where we see that character and then like a flash of a little child and it's like okay mm-hmm. so is this a villain messing with the universes again to try and get his child back in exactly the same way that Wilson was and mm. he's a Spider-Man that's gone off the rails and has to be brought back or stopped mm. and it's like I know that that I, I, even if it is basically the same story as the first one I'm sure it'll be stunning and I'm sure it'll be great fun and whatever but like there's part of me that's like, well, it's Spider-Man 2099. We're just going to redeem him. Like that's like I know how we're going to get to the end here. He's Spider-Man. We're going to, he's going to go on a journey and he's going to learn or, or whatever. You know, it just feels yeah. like wheel spinning until Spider-Man 2099 is on the team for the third one. Though they did say that this is they've two in production, don't they? Of the Spider Verse, the Spider Verse yeah. movies. Yeah, I'd say so. I think the third one's like a given and it's in progress as well. Um. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. So, what was your was Spider-Man just, news? Well, I was just going to say, uh, it's it's. I don't know. It's, it's obviously not. It must be. It's a Sony. It's a Sony tidbit of information. Um, but uh, basically, they have now announced that Donna Glover, reported to be cast in a Sony Spider-Man film, that would be written by Miles Murphy the son of Eddie Murphy, and will focus on the character Hypno-Hustler. I beg your fuck. What? I beg uh, your pardon. Uh, the Hypno-Hustler. Oof. Is that um, a deep cut or Donna- is that a... That's a pretty deep cut, man, because uh, I know the different characters that, like, uh, what to call them, Donna Glover is kind of attached to and interested in all the kind of stuff like and uh, the hypno hustler is not a cool dude. He's like a music character. Hmm. I wonder if that's just going to be a, like well that's the that's the Sony own stuff that's in the spider realm. They can yeah. do spider things. So they really read every book and go who the fuck is there? So is this, I wonder if this is going to be a Spider-Man movie at all, or if it's going to be like, you know, a Morbius and a Venom type of thing. I don't know, but why is Donna doing it? I would wager that it's just a, we've got a name, we can put Marvel on it, and uh, do whatever you want, Donald. 
Yeah, it's just a framework to which he can work. And to be fair, uh, those are people who I like their, I like their work. You know, I like what they do when they do things. So if they're going to write something, like it's smart hiring clever, talented people that do good things. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just frustrating because it just means that to go out and try and find a comic book now. Oh, I see. Is the intent to buy a Hypno Hustler book? Yeah. Well, you should do it before I release this podcast and all of our listeners go scrambling for it. It's done. I've done it. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, I didn't. It's out of stock. Fuck. I'll find it. <laughs> no, what are you messing? Um, also, the Barbie trailer. What the fuck? I was about to say that was so fun. That's gonna be great. I didn't. I watched it with no sound. Oh, so uh, you gotta you gotta put the fucking two thousand and one space odyssey. Yeah, odyssey music. Um, Dude, I thought so. Is it the space Zarathustra? Do you know the song Reptus Dominus? Um, I don't. I have a notion of what you're talking about, and it sort of falls into a whole family of vaguely sort of ominous choral classical music. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the um, Beelzebub. Lucifer. I don't know what's that one. Yeah, where it's naming demons. Lucifer. Yeah. But I don't know if it's that one I'm talking about, but yeah. Beelzebub. Reptus. Dominus. So why, why have you mentioned that? This came into my head. Okay. Um, what did you think of the Barbie trailer? Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. It looked absolutely crazy. Um. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, wild. But um, I have to watch the full thing with sound on. I guess is what I'm coming from. I think you do to get the sort of tone of it a bit, but like, I mean, it's, so the opening is all 2001 A Space Odyssey. You saw that, yeah? Yeah. Like it's the... And then I saw the the kind of little, uh, what do you call it? I saw then the little kind of, I saw the whole trailer. Yeah, the little montage of other shots from... Yes, montage. That's the word I was thinking. Um, Like when you see the whole like pink world out there, the dream home stuff, it was giving me... um, Speed Racer vibes, I thought of you, just in terms of it being the sort of artificial <laughs> yeah. CG kind of hyper real space. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm open to Barry being a good movie. You know, I'm not going to rule it out. <sighs> yeah, it looks fun. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. I mean, you really, you really like, like you really have to just kind of. Basically, it's like going to see Transformers, isn't it? It's like you're, if you're going to just see a movie about these things, like yeah, you just you can't kind of be too. You can't come out of the cinema and be like, "That was what the fuck was that? That was shit." It's just kind of like, yeah, you went to see you went to see a movie about Barbie. Yeah, you're walking into an experience. Yeah. Um. Okay. The hip the hypno hustler is going to be hard to get. Man, you 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 are you are a you are into the hobby, eh? Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember talking I to um, I remember talking to a guy who was selling comics at uh, Dice years back, 
And he's the first person that I've ever heard use that piece of language, you know, like because I was doing this little like interviewee series where I was trying to talk to the people selling stuff because it was a cool thing. I actually have that footage. I should see if I can use it for something. You know, I recorded stuff thinking I'd make mm-hmm. a little comic book culture in Ireland documentary. Um, but oh, but wow. then dice folded, you know, there wasn't another one. And I, I was kind of trying to like, uh, I'm always trying to do shit. Do you know what I mean? But like, if I don't, I if I don't have a little like, like I was, I was doing that with one or two people and then they all fucked off and I kind of was like, okay, I guess I'm on my own. I, let, I kind of let it slip. Um, but I still have that footage where I went around and interviewed people at dice that year. Um, I wonder what I could do with it. Um, but this guy was selling comics. And I was talking to him and he, he was sort of telling me, like I first got into the hobby back in, and I was like, "Oh wow, I've never heard it referred to as the hobby." You know what I mean? Like it's it's a piece of language, and his hobby was like you know like collecting comics and seeking out mm. rare books and getting Ticketer. them graded yeah. and like all of yeah. the like yeah. the like idiosyncrasies of like. Whereas I'm just like, I'll buy a book and read it. Do you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, like kind of that's that's it for the most part, man. You know, but there's the odd there's the the, the odd like I probably I, I won't get a hypno hustler because. Fucking, it's not going to go anywhere. But um, I, uh, I won't get it. I want to get it. I want to get Sentry and Hyperion. I still have to read that. It looks. So oh, good. okay, yeah, okay, awesome. Um, the the Superman seventy eight with the Will Torres stuff. Like I have these here wrapped in plastic. Yeah. That's part of my holiday plans. Sit back and read them. Things. I um, I I have a I I, I was down in Cork last weekend with Brian. It was a lot of fun. I'll follow that up. You finish um, your point here. But uh, but I I gifted him some stuff because oh. uh, I still have but I have stuff for you from Brasilia which is technically your birthday present because I didn't get anybody anything from Brazil just got you and Brian stuff because it was your birthdays oh, you. um so I got you stuff and I have a book for you but yeah um but yes I went down to Cork to visit Brian it was great we went to the Black Dog on Saturday we went to the Black Dog and we had tacos and fucking that was awesome. And then we went around town and had a few drinks with friends of ours, and that was fun. And then we got home, and Brian was staying in his brother's place, um, dog sitting. So when we got home, there was loads of dogs, and it was a lot of fun. There was three dogs, and it was great. This was a nice little weekend. Yeah, can't complain. Going to hang out with good people, have fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. Nothing, nothing, nothing too wild or crazy, but that's how I like it. Um, I want to get like. Yeah, like there's a few Christmassy things that I want to get to, but I'm also tired and want to get to the point yeah. where I can just sit down for two weeks. And you get there, buddy. You yeah. get there. Make sure you do, though. You know, I am. Um, I put so much into this Christmas show, I didn't get to do a piece of work for the podcast this week. I'll do a piece of for the podcast. Um, I actually have. Um, I t- but if I, I send it, to, if I send it to an app, WhatsApp, just post it from WhatsApp. I told the story um, about me trying to get a taxi, ah. and like yes. I sketched it, but I didn't get to finish it off. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that because that last week I talked about me standing out in the cold for two and a half hours. So I've got the drawing there. I just need to tighten it up, and that'll be last week. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm not gonna miss an episode. In, t- in 2023, no, you won't. In 2023, I will try and do more of them. Um, I think 2023 is going to be a little bit crazy. Uh, it's going to be a hectic year, but uh, I'll try and do more of them for yeah. sure. Um, now, let's let's uh, uh, discuss. This comes out on Monday. Hmm. We'll do another episode next week. Yes. Well, no, then, we, we'll hold on. Today's the 17th. If we were doing another yes. episode next week, we're doing a Christmas Eve episode. 
Yes. Well, no, we, we could do it. I was going to suggest we could do a like a Tuesday evening or something. Yes, and then we can release it on Christmas Day. If you wanted to, yeah. yeah. But like, just make it like an hour episode. Just yeah. talk shit. Cool. Yep. What else was I going to say to you? No, that's pretty much it. So I'll get it up on Christmas Day, and then we'll, you know, take a week off like we did last year, and come back mm-hmm. in for an episode starting on Monday the 9th. Yeah, sounds all right. That, that sounds, sounds a right. plan, right? Yeah. Um, yep. um, what was it going to say to you? So, are you? That's are you? What's, what's your plan for the next like week? Because Christmas is coming up. So, are you? I'm working. You're working. What, I'm you working, working right up to. I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. Uh, and then I'm off from whatever from from that Thursday to like the third or the second of January. Very good. And are you staying in Dublin or are you heading up to Athlone? Uh, so we will not be going to Athlone. Um, shout out to my brother if he's listening. Happy Christmas, man. I miss you. Um, I know we'll be going to Athlone this year. No, unfortunately. Um, just with the way things worked out. But uh, we will be in Wicklow. Oh. Beautiful County Wicklow. Nice. We'll be down in Wicklow. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, if you're around Dublin, um, let me know. I would indeed. Yeah. Even come over. Yeah. Shoot the breeze. For yeah. sure, yeah. because I like I like shooting the breeze at home more because I can hear things. One of the things I and um, the last I didn't mention I I I bought a like Kickstarter sketchbook like in March and it arrived during the week. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's like an Alberto Ruiz, you know that guy. Um, it's, it's like a yes. life drawing book. You have to show him. Oh, you would have that thing. Crazy. What's it called? Uh, line and Mass. Okay. And it's yeah. Wow. We that looks incredible, man. It's um. It's a lot of uh, a lot of life drawingy stuff. Yeah, um, brilliant. Sure. Jesus Christ. Excellent. And yeah, it's one of those things that I'd completely fucking forgotten. And it's like a, it's the size of a phone book. If if people remember phone books, and it came with a few like yeah. like stretch goalie. Ah, uh, lovely. Things. Yeah, I actually, I did get a, I actually also got a package from uh, Kickstarter this week. Uh, I got Aaron Lotze's Plowman. Ooh. Aaron is a local creator, uh, and I might have mentioned his books on this channel or on this uh, podcast before, but uh, Aaron is a local creator who did a book called Plowman. Uh, it's like a 60-page comic, kind of short st- story. Uh, well, is that a short story? I don't know. Um uh, I got a few stickers. There's a little sketch inside, done inside the book because I got I backed it on Kickstarter, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Nice little book. I love, love seeing Irish local talent. I just love seeing people doing this shit, self-publishing. It's just like yeah, fucking awesome. More of it, and I'll be there to back it. Like I, I, that was the first time I've ever backed anything on on a Kickstarter or whatever. I don't know what yeah, came same. over me in that moment. It was just, it was like, Funny. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. I'll give that whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said on the, the podcast before, but like Kickstarter and those type of things, like, uh, like they're basically just like at this stage, they're almost just small press publishers. <laughs> like they're publishing more comics and stuff than bloody actual co- companies. You know? Yeah, I think often as well. There's like. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like they go into it with, um, it's like, I've got the money to publish this, but I want to build the hype and sell the books. 
Yeah, you know? like, but it's all it's all business. Yeah, yeah. If they do, if if, if people do, um, should we say, should should we say something that we will watch next week? Um, I don't mind saying something we should watch next week, and we can tell our audience should they want to join us. But I do have a question for you. Go on. What's the most beautiful song? The most beautiful song. Hmm. Do you have an answer for this, or are you just asking me? I have an answer, but it's my personal taste. Okay. Get your own fucking answer. Uh, I don't know. I like the parting glass a lot. Oh, that's my song. Is it? Yeah, you fucking ruined it. No, sorry about that. Were you going to say parting because it's a buy and is it just a way of ending it? The what, no. What do we watch? Uh, what will we watch? No, but parting glass is a beautiful song. It is. Um. What will we watch? Um, I mean, if we drop. This oh, I started watching this. I started watching the Santa Claus TV show. It's awful. It's not enjoyable. Yep. It made me dislike Santa. Yep. I mean, I think I said this three weeks ago, and Brian was like, "Why are you watching that yeah. at all?" And I haven't gone back to it. It and I've seen a couple of people since comment on the fact that the minute it kind of goes like sort of anti woke, and I hate the word mm. woke as well, but the minute it's sort of like commenting on woke culture, it's like, okay, is this what we're doing? Um, yeah. this is miserable. Listen, you watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, I'm gonna watch the Murderville okay. Christmas special for sure. Oh, Arnett. I'm gonna watch the Murderville Christmas special, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Maybe we can do a poll on on uh, Instagram where we just throw up two movies between now and or for the twenty four hours that, that that's on. Uh, we can see. It doesn't matter because people aren't going to hear this by the time we watch the movie. Mm. Um, you text me. Sure, text me afterwards. Let me know what you think. Um, sure. I'm just trying to see if there's anything. Yeah, it's okay. Three Pines is there. The Old Man. Brian's been trying to get us to watch The Old Man for a while. Um, ooh, I'll watch Spirit The Old Man. On, on Amazon Prime. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I don't want... I, 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 the reason I hesitate with The Old Man is Brian's talked about it a bunch, so it's not particularly fresh content for us to be talking about, you know? Oh, I've not seen it. Um, I'm just having a look at Prime and seeing what's new on here. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what chimes at midnight? It's uh, it's Shakespeare, Orson Welles playing Falstaff. No. Want to bring some? Want to bring some? Uh, I don't know. Pretension to the podcast. No, no. You do that enough. Mm. <laughs>